everyone. Julie here. We had such a wonderful skin workshop today. It was so exciting to share one of my favorite topics, which is how to take care of your skin and to really help the understanding that your skin, your face, your neck, your hands, your body is so important to take care of for beauty, but as well as your overall well-being, particularly as you get older. I'm super excited for this episode, which is on carb intolerance. It is an important topic that you understand, and understanding it will give you so much food freedom. I also encourage you, if 2024 is weight loss for you, or if that's one of your goals, to look at our website, and look at the limited releases or limited programs. And I am doing a weight loss mastermind to help work through the blocks that are holding you back. And this is perfect if you are stalled on your weight loss or you can't seem to get off that last 10 to 15 pounds. It will be very one-on-one as well as group activities, a lot of introspection, a lot of shaking things up so that your weight loss can get on the move. So I encourage you to look that up. If you don't follow us on Instagram, please do at The Jolie Life and sign up for our newsletter. You can do that on our website, thejoliielife.com. One of the most frustrating things about my body is I would have this incredible ability to gain weight on a dime. So for example, the Moosewood cookbook, my favorite, black bean soup, I would eat it. And the very next day, my scale would weigh me two pounds more. And that two pounds would stick around. And for the longest time, I thought it was just me that my body was malfunctioning or I just was completely eating the wrong thing or something was wrong. But in doing this work, I realized that it is not me and that there is such a thing which I call carb intolerance. Carb intolerance is a name that I coined to describe when your body has difficulty using carbs. When the body has difficulty using carbs, it means that it has difficulty burning them, using carbs as energy. And so instead of using carbs as energy, it instead chooses to store the carbs. So for my body, if I had black bean soup, or if I had chili or something like that, instead of bumping up my metabolism, my body, of course, would use some of the food, but it would store an inordinate amount of those calories as fat. Once I began noticing this, I was like, oh my, what do I do? So This creates a problem in that it makes it very, very difficult to lose weight, but extremely, extremely easy to gain weight. So how do you know if you are carbon tolerant? 
What I began to do and what I recommend to you and what I do with clients is I really encourage the use of a food journal. And many, many people talk about food journals for accountability, food journals, because sometimes we eat things and we don't realize that they are, that we've eaten them. It's kind of like habitual automatic pilot. We're not really processing it. We're not really conscious of it. It's because of the grazing that happens or to help diagnose a food intolerance. Well, a carb intolerance is a type of food intolerance, but instead of the food journal being more punitive or being more judgmental, did I eat the right foods or did I not eat the right foods? Was I on like my eating program or was I not? I really suggest that one uses a food journal to begin to understand how food interacts with your body. I am a huge proponent that we never, ever, ever are taught how to eat. And we are never taught that what food does in our body is very specific to our body. So how, say, the black bean soup behaves in my body will be very different than how it behaves in someone else's body. And so our food journal is there as our research journal to see what does food do in our body? How does our body metabolize food? How is what we eat related to our sleep, getting tired, our ability to focus, the condition of our skin, indigestion, constipation? So I very much encourage you to use your food journal to find out, am I carbon tolerance? But also to find out how does food interact with my body? Because some foods your body will love and other foods your body won't. Or you might find that certain food combinations work well for you and other food combinations don't. So once you figure out if you are carbon tolerant by keeping a food journal and taking your weight measurements and when you are trying to diagnose this, I'm going to use that word because I want you to separate any judgment you have against yourself or how your body metabolizes food. If you're trying to diagnose, am I carbon tolerant? You need to know A, what you're eating and B, the impact of what you're eating. And the way we find that out is by using two assessment tools or two research tools, our food journal and our scale. So when we weigh ourselves on a regular basis, and if you suspect that you are carbon tolerant, I really, really, really encourage you to weigh yourself more often than not, because that will give you the clearest picture of A, carbon tolerance, and B, foods that create more of a problem for you than other foods. So if you do this and you keep a food journal for two weeks, you'll see a trend. You'll see what happens to your weight when you have high carb days and when you have low carb days, 
when you have carbs late in the day versus early in the day. So for example, what I discovered about myself is I can eat a croissant and it will make zero difference. If I eat a dish that's heavy in beans, it will make a huge difference for me. So that means I stay away from beans, but I can have an occasional croissant. It also showed me that I can have a certain amount of carb earlier in the day. So let's say I really did want black bean soup. I could have a small portion of black bean soup early in the day, but definitely, definitely, definitely not later in the day. That will automatically turn into fat on my body. So once you find out, yes, I am carbon tolerant, what do you do about it? So this information is here to empower you around your eating and around your food choices. So if you are trying to lose weight or if you are trying to maintain your healthy weight and you realize, gee, I am carbon tolerant, then you have opportunity to pull back on the carbs. And I'm going to give you two scenarios. The first scenario is if you are trying to lose weight, then you pull back on the carbs completely. And the question is, what is a carb? A carb is sugar and grain. So your carbs would be your high sugar items. They would be your nutritional bars. They would be your energy drinks. They would be your candies, your cakes, your cookies, your pastries, your croissant. They would be your ice cream, all the sweet things. As it relates to grain, that would be your rice. And that includes all rice. That includes brown rice. That includes black rice. That includes yellow rice. That includes all the rice, rices. That would include beans. That would include lentils, split peas, dried split peas. That would include wheat and bulgur and barley, mushroom barley. I absolutely adore mushroom barley soup, but that would be mush barley, for instance. It would be all your corn products, whether it's polenta, grits, corn chips, all your corn products, your cream of rice, hot cereal, your oatmeal. Super important to realize that it includes your oatmeal and it includes your oat milk, which is also high in carbs. It includes all your breakfast cereals. Those are all carbs. And so if you're trying to lose weight, you would pull back dramatically on those carbs where those carbs, instead of being a centerpiece or even a second or third player on your plate, they are an accent to whatever you're eating. If you are trying to maintain weight and you notice carb intolerance, then you are going to do scenario number two, which is also what you do once you lose weight, reach your goal, and it's time to figure out, okay, what is my carb tolerance? What, how much carb, how many carbs can I eat and maintain the weight that I've achieved? And here, our scale 
And our food journal, again, is our very best friend because that is where we write down the information. That is where we can begin to see patterns. You never, ever, ever want to be hope eating. Well, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to hope that it doesn't make a difference. When there are ways that we can actually begin to investigate and find out, okay, does this make a difference or not? So scenario number two, when you're trying to find out how often or how much carb can I have and maintain my weight. So my recommendation is that you choose one extra serving of carbohydrate. So that would be half a cup of oatmeal, half a cup of beans, half a cup of pasta, one slice of bread, one croissant, um, probably really half a croissant, a few crackers, and you would have that one thing, you would integrate it into your diet once a day. So your breakfast would switch where every morning you had half a cup of oatmeal. And at the end of the week, you assess yourself using your scale. And our scale can be our friend using our scale to see, okay, did this make an impact? You haven't changed anything else in your diet or in your exercise routine, but you want to know, did this make an impact? Was I able to maintain my weight or did I go up? Let's say you maintained your weight. Great. That means that you can introduce another serving of carb. So the next week, week two, you would have your half a cup of oatmeal And then perhaps you would have half a cup of chickpeas at some point during the day. And then you would assess yourself at the end of the week. Did that make a difference? And you would continue in this very, very methodical assessment, keeping your records, keeping your food journal, keeping your weight checks until you see the scale start to rise. And that is when you know you are past your tipping point. You are past the point where your body can use carb as energy. And it at that point becomes intolerant and shuttles that carb energy into your fat cells. Once you discover that, then you pull back to your prior week. And so let's say our prior week is two servings of carbs per day. And then you operate on that two servings of carbs per day. And you just keep track of it for a month or so. And if you continue to maintain weight, then you know, okay, my body can easily handle at my activity level and based on my general diet, it can easily handle two servings of carbs a day. And now you have problems solved. I will say, however, that I always, always, always want you to remember, and I always, always encourage that you remember that your body is dynamic. Your body is not static. And so things can change. So your carb tolerance as well as your carb intolerance can change. And so we keep a pulse on our body. We keep a pulse on how our body is reacting. 
We keep a pulse on what our body is doing so that we can make adjustments. And sometimes those adjustments have to be made because of hormonal shifts, which definitely affect how we can utilize carbs. Some seasons are more active. So maybe in the summertime, you're super duper active. In the wintertime, you're less active. Maybe you have an injury where you twist your ankle and you can't work out the way you, you used to. Maybe you change jobs and instead of sitting, now you have a more active job. All of those things would impact your carb tolerance. If there's an increase of stress in your life, if there's a move, if there's a decrease in stress, everything would affect your carb tolerance as well as intolerance. And so this is why I say that as a human being, part of our tending to, our part of our caring for our body is quite similar to how we would care for a plant, how we would care for our garden. We realize that our garden is dynamic. Some days are hot. Sometimes there's a lot of rain. Sometimes there's not a lot of rain and it affects how we care for our garden. Our bodies are the same exact way. So if what you did last year or 10 years ago or you know, in high school or in college isn't working anymore, that's okay. It means that you are a dynamic being. It means that you change, you adapt, that your body isn't static. And so that's a good thing. We just have to keep an awareness and an eye on how our body is reacting so that at every point in our life and every circumstance of our life, we can nourish and feed ourselves the way that will produce the most optimal health. And that is what it really means to learn to eat. It means to learn to use food to nourish your body and to support it in a way that makes it healthy as well as makes you comfortable in your very own skin, which my wish for you, my wish is that you tend to your body, you love your body, you're able to embrace your body and that your body and your weight and your health would be the vehicle for you to reach all of your other dreams, that it would be the gas in your tank, shall we say. So that's it. Just to summarize, because I love to summarize things, carbon tolerance is a real thing. And if you suspect that you're carbon tolerant, most likely you are carbon tolerant. And the way that we find out the degree to which we are is by using our friends, our food journal, and our scale, and our little investigation glasses, and we figure this out. Am I intolerant? Am I not intolerant? And from here, we can tweak and make adjustments to our diets, to our nutrition, to our habits, so that the food that we eat is most supportive to how we want to look, how we want to feel, and the level of health we want to attain.
So go get your journal, go make friends with the bathroom scale and be an investigator. You are the scientist of your body. You are the authority on your body and you can learn this with no judgment, no negative self-talk and not having your head in the sand, not hoping that things work out, but knowing and having confidence and mastery of food. That's what we want. Mastery of food. And that's it. It was wonderful spending this time with you today. My goal always is to teach you something or to get you to thinking so that you feel more empowered in your life, in your body, and in your relationship with food, as well as your health. If you have been helped or if you have questions, I would love to hear from you. Also, if you would pass this podcast on to someone else, if you would subscribe, if you would review it, it would help us a lot. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Jolie Life or subscribe to our newsletter, which is information, is education, is inspiration, as is my goal in all things. And our website is thejolielife.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Remember that food is impactful. You always get another chance to eat. You always get another chance to make an impact.